0: You might find something you love. Luca Nation, thank you, thank you,
1: thank you for supporting us, for listening to us, for subscribing and liking. It allows us to get amazing guests like this gentleman in front of me. If you guys haven't listened, today's episode, I'll try to be a little different because we've had Gary on. It was right around 18 months ago, a year and a half. October, October of 2020. I can't believe it's been that long. Episode 98. So go back and listen to that. I started that one with breakfast club, you know, where's the hobby going, all that stuff. I want to flip it today. Gary, you run a thousand person media company, the mad men of today. You're building v- 2,000. Wow. Okay. The friends you are building that out, which is like the Walt Disney of, the, of, of its own craft of 2022. Cards, you have all these things. What's top of mind for you? What are you working on? What's important to you for,
2: you know, our record listeners, 2,000 listeners every day? Um, Share a little bit. I think um, being an operator, right? I think for everybody who's listening, whether you guys watching, you guys from far build this, a legal career, a marketing career, being a professional trader of comic books or toys or VHS tapes or cards or NFTs. The thing that I think has always made me play out even in the face of, when I was a kid and it was just 40 guys in the liquor industry saying this was crazy The, the internet, you're gonna ruin your dad's business to now we're, you know, obviously I'm more of a public figure and you've got lots more of opinions. It's always been the same thing, which is, and Andrew you have a little bit more context to this because you, we got the luxury of working together I'm an actual operator. Like people are very confused. I mean, you know, I'm sure you remember people would come to the office to meet me if they were like an influencer or, or or a person of interest that we wanted to do some business with in some of the VaynerX world. And like literally people would come up here and they'd be like, what is this? <laughs> they, they would be like confused that I was actually a businessman. So what is top of mind um, in a business profession? It, you know, it's to be a great operator. Um, and, and to be good at my craft and to back up my hyperbole you know one of the things that I think makes me out and about is that confidence level that I can see it through right <laughs> I can see. so I think um, right now VaynerX, back to that 1000 thousand thing you know I think we're at like 1700 or like 600 job openings so you know, even, you know, if we can hire fast enough, we can, we can get to that 2000. And then Vee is just, you know, a very, very big business. Right now I'm running two very, very big businesses, you know, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm proud of that.
0: By the way, I've been to your office to meet you, not as an influencer, but I did say, what is this? But only
2: As a seller of Derek Jeter gold rookie really? cards early <laughs> exactly. in the game
0: jeter and clay and a bunch of, but but i did say wow what is this because it was an office but my childhood brain threw up in an office and by the way <laughs> i think that gives some interesting insight into the man and kind of how you think right i mean you know the cycles kind of continue right i mean look just look you know if you're watching look look what G- gary has behind them right now i mean this isn't you're not yeah. gonna find this in many in, in, in many offices in the city
2: <laughs> Great. I think, you know, I, love, I love this stuff. Like, you know, I, you know, I've, it's just really fun to like, I, when you love what you do, it, it makes it a lot easier. But, you know, I think the thing that I'm comfortable in my own skin, um, I love what I do, but knowing the kind of listener that you have or making an assumption based on what I see, if you get better at your craft, you win. If you get more educated, you try harder, you do more. You know, from a sports card standpoint, I've always been most impressed with the kids and the grownups that go to the National or Dallas or some of the bigger shows and they work that dollar box. Like that fires, like you don't even understand. Like, I don't give a fuck about like, well I do, but like I get (laughs) less excited about the flashy big deals, the expensive stuff, the great auctions that happen for, you know, back to being passionate about how I came up, when I hear people crush those dollar and $5 boxes, I respect that. I love that, like, like I wish I was 16 again in the game because I would learn how to be a great grader by my eye so that I could go to shows, buy raw, and be very good at getting the right nine, five, 10s, You know, There's so much arbitrage. In so many places, um, and so, and then, and then, to really go through it, I'm I'm really trying to, you know, unlike being a collector, when you're an operator, there's a difference. So, going through sports cards last five years, I'm a collector, so you would have to kind of like collect in a manner that ups and downs. So I always bet with money I can buy things I really believe in try to hold my breath for a 10 or 15 year window because you can't control the short term. With vFriends, the same thing's about to happen with NFTs. A lot of things are going to crash. What is exciting about vFriends for me is I'm not on the collector side. I'm on the operation side. So I'm spending a lot of time thinking about how to bring value to the holders of vFriends through the ups and downs of the next decade. I spend a lot of time thinking about that.
0: I got a we sommelier in V friends too. Well, go ahead, Andrew. I just want to make you, sure you got it. You got I a sommelier, got, a,
2: got a
1: sommelier. Yes, I did. <laughs> Let's go. When, when, when this blows up, we're going to get you a really nice wine collection. <laughs> you, consider, you consider yourself
0: sensible? That's it. No. no it's it's, it's, it is not me. It <laughs> <me. It's laughs> is not me. It is not me. It is not me. Not at all. This So
1: last time, guys, episode 98, go back and listen to it. That was alpha. I think you're watching a football game. You're talking about how if you're betting, you know, this is a better alternative than betting because at the end of a game, this betting goes to zero. But I want to talk about the hobby as a whole because it's it's at a really interesting stage. It's no longer a hobby. I think that's fair to say. There's people building real businesses in it,
2: but there's so much. Robert, one thing on that, it's always a hobby and it's always a business. And I think if you go back to 2016, it's a real hobby with a tiny bit of business. And so I have a lot of empathy for people that are, you know, have feelings about where the hobby is now, because right now there's a lot of business and there's hobby. There's more hobby today than there was in 16 because all of this has brought more hobby, but there's so much more business that if you're a purist, if you genuinely don't have a business bone in your body and this is your great passion uh, to collect, it's a very challenging time. Prices are up, they swing up and down. So I'm incredibly compassionate to that. But at all times, since the 70s really, if you look at it, but really since 82, 83, 84, since then it's always been business and hobby with ups and downs of like different momentums. to your point, well taken, but I think it's an interesting conversation because I have a lot of compassion. You know, when I went to Cleveland in 17 for the national, that was a different card show than the one I'm gonna go see in Atlantic City. You're going to Atlantic City? I am. Breaking news. I was I was I, I was gonna go last year up until two days before. My son got scared of COVID. And so, you know, uh, there was like some people raz- I mean, This is what I always find fascinating about life. People like throwing shade without knowing anything. My not, my eight year old son is scared and is crying in my arms on a Tuesday. Please let's not go. After Sunday, he's like the national, it's gonna be the best he's, but like, you know, COVID is full steam. And like, that's why I didn't go last minute because of real life family stuff. Anyway, um, this year he's sleep away. So <laughs> camp, so. Be there anyway, but I'll be there.
1: But, but that's what I want to talk about. That's, that's been kind of 2022 for us, Cage. It, it, it's we, If we met each other face to face, those people that throw shade, they, they would never say that to you in, in person. They'll never say it to your show. At the show, they'll dap you up. They're so excited. But behind our screens, we could say whatever we want to each other. And the hobbies are industries at this interesting stage where we know logically that we need each other, but we shit on each other behind the camera. And I'm curious, I mean, you you get this on a bigger scale. Do you have any, you know, words of wisdom, advice, how you deal with it? There's so many content creators in the space now.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's a game of compassion and empathy. Like, I don't think you fight fire with fire when someone's throwing negativity. Like it it, it doesn't work for me. Like when people are like, Gary, this and Gary, that, you know, I'm like, really? I try to take a step back and be like, what's going on? Like a couple things. One. A lot, a lot of people that throw shade, hate, troll, whatever one wants to use it, they're actually hurting. They're like in a bad place, they're worried, they're scared. Maybe they spent too much money on something and it gone down and and so they're in a bad place and thus that quick endorphin hit of tearing somebody else down gives them a little solace for a little minute. And to be honest with you, this is a very wild thing. I'm, I'm kind of okay with being a target for that individual if it gives them a short-term relief in their pain. I'm not kidding. I think for other people, they just don't see the world in a way that I think could be beneficial for them, which is everything's very short-term and scarce. There's only so much money. There's only so much time that if they could get fortunate enough to see like, play this out long and, and realize nobody's winning is coming out of your winning. It's on you that I think they can get into a better place. So I think there's two groups in there. One genuinely hurting, maybe their mom just got diagnosed with cancer and they're mad and like, you know, like like think about it. You think about life. You get a phone call and your mom's sick. And then you're I mean, now you're shook. And and maybe your cards have gone down 20% this week and you open up your Instagram and somebody's like flexing like with like LeBron and you're like, you know, like fuck you. Like it's going to happen. And so you know, for me, I'm not going to do the flex and try to, that's just not my style, but I'm definitely always happy and positive. And sometimes that's triggering, right? If you're not in a good place. Plus, people don't know. I mean, one of the things that made NFTs attractive to me was the transparency of the blockchain. You know, this, Gilbert, like that was really tough for me in cards where people are like, he's pumping and dumping. I'm like, dude, I haven't sold shit. <laughs> like, what, like, and you really don't know how to like really handle it. Like, cause you keep, What are you gonna prove it? Like, it just becomes like a really tough game, and like, you know, I'm so happy with how many people I brought into the hobby. Like, go look at the fucking family tree. It's well, listen, uh,
0: it, 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 it's timely, right? We're talking today. Today's, you know, today's morning walk was a, it yeah. was a, you know, was it was an or, you know, it was or versus and, right? And, and 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 what you said about the national and about people being afraid and the whole deal. I was thinking of going in a different way. Andrew goes in a hey, content, you name it. It's the same thing, right? Just because you, one person's winning doesn't mean everybody else is losing, right? There's there's, there's multiple wins to be had here by folks who don't have to tear each other down. And what's funny is you sat out national last time around, but you didn't sit it out. People were still talking about it because during national, you bought a, v, uh, um, uh, a crypto punk, like seven figure crypto punk during national. And that's another example of of and versus or, right? 100%. And physical,
2: physical digital, right? And what people don't know is you know, blow out cards, no fish. You could tell everybody. Uh, Xander had the national still. Like, you know, we just had it at home. Like, like I, bought, I bought more cards uh, from the hobby during the week of the national than 99% of people probably, have, you know, obviously I've worked hard for 20 years to be able to do that. So that's not the punchline, but the punchline is like the amount of, you know, prism baseball that my son got excited about uh, during that time. And like, so, you know, Yeah, I mean, yes, that you know, because that time was – we lost you on camera, Cage. I don't know if you're coming back. But, you know, Goldberg, like, because – The show on his cell phone. The guy's a madman. I don't know
1: what he does or how we've done 665 episodes of this with him just on his
2: phone. So he'll be back. I apologize, Gary. So, you know, it was funny. The only reason that Ape was bought was because I had the downtime because the time was allocated for the National – right there was only so much baseball and opening packs i could do um had my buddies over my brother Brandon. and uh and that kind of led to making that move on the cryptopunk but yeah i mean i think i'm incredibly empathetic you see in sports cards like soccer versus f1 versus basketball you see in nft land board 8 versus cool cats versus world of women versus beat friends and then you very much see you know cards versus nfts and vice versa and i just don't see it as or i always see it as and i see this all as alternative investing which is all taking if it's taking away from anything it's taking away from wall street and real For estate sure. and real estate because you have a generation now that would rather enjoy their investments and you know i i don't know i just i wish i wish people focused more on building each other up like when i see kids Rolling. Like, you know, the amount of back to bad comments, the amount of bad comments, you know, sometimes something will be posted, like the be Friends cards that I'm so excited about right here. Like when Golden put out something, a lot of negative comments that I, I click a lot of the names and in the DMs two years ago, they're like, thank you for bringing me into the hobby. Right. You taught me, you taught me this, that. And so it's like, I get it. It becomes a mob effect. It's the momentum of the combo, but I feel very good about like, the contributions and the interest. And listen, I'm still quietly active. And I mean, I've on that Kobe Sports Illustrated card the other day vigorously. Whoever beat me, please email me. I'm proud of you. Kobe that was a Sports, good- Kobe Sports Illustrated? Mm-hmm. That's right? Um, so like, you know, like I like being flowing. I'm more curious about comic books that I've been in a long time. I used to collect toys quite a bit. I'm looking at graded co- toys. And, you know, as you know, the national, always gets my juices going just from a, you know, what do I want to pick up? You know, I like weird cards. So I'm looking for like a lot of fifties and sixties and seventies weird. So by the way, if you're watching or listening, when I see in Atlantic city, make sure I stop by. If you got some weird alternative off brand kind of like Ross Burks or icy bears Gary, or
1: something. I a Gary, a trend I've been seeing is, um, so there was this conference called Mint Collective in Vegas, right? Yes, IMG was behind it, collectible, killed it. Shout out to Marino. You did an amazing job and the whole team. But what was so interesting was the hobby is notoriously like 97% men, 3% women. And it's going to be a battle to get it you know, more even. But now it's 90-10, 85-15. And what we're seeing is we did a whole series called 10 for 10 Women of the Hobby. More non-sport, right? Because women, yeah, they love sports, but they also love culture. And, and Adding back to that scarcity versus abundance, do you have any thoughts on that, right? Not like how we get more women in the hobby. They'll get into it themselves. But like, have you been noticing that trend? Uh, it's happening with NFTs too, right? W- women are getting into NFTs. Yeah. and, and-
2: I, think, I, I think investing has always been at the forefront of a lot of this stuff. It's been business, not just collecting. Because women equally collect to men, right? Like, no worries, Cage. You know, Barbie dolls, you know, when I did toys, for example, when I was big, I sold my sports cards in 93, and in 94 to 96, I was heavy toys. And when I would go to toy shows, you had a much better mix than the sports card stuff because you had the Barbie collectors, you had the Hello Kitty collectors, you had the Cabbage Patch kid collectors. So women by nature collect just as much as men, I, I think, You know, it's really interesting. One of the reasons I'm excited about Zero Cool and why I decided to be friends with them besides knowing Ruben and Luber and thinking they would make a high quality product, but like what they just did with Jackass, like like I'm really hopeful that Zero Cool does well in bringing alternative stuff. Even in the eighties, when I got into it, that was a much bigger era of like the Michael Jackson cards, the strawberry shortcake, I mean, uh, the uh, the uh, cabbage uh, garbage pail kids, excuse me, garbage pail kids were enormous. That was 50, 50 in my school in fifth grade, boys and girls. Uh, the
0: I hated them. There was a fat mat. You can never live that down in elementary school. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, I think I think, I think think the alternative stuff is really cool. And I think, again, the hobby is doing what everything does. Everything does the same thing. In the beginning of something awesome, it's Nirvana and everyone's like (laughs) dapping it up. It's Nirvana. Then money gets involved and money corrodes the situation. And as it grows, people start getting into competing DNA. NFT lands vibe today compared to a year ago is like, you can't even, it's not even the same thing. Sports cards 17, like when I went to national, like people were just pumped out of the curiosity and yay. And 18, there was some chatter cause I'd come, but like it was pro and then it's just what happens. And it, it, forget about me. It's just like with, you know, I've been quiet because of it and it's not as if, anything's gotten better, people are just beating each other up. People that used to really cheer for each other, just beating each other up. Same thing again. And if, so it's not a sports card problem, it's a societal problem. Society in general lends itself towards believing things are scarce. And if this guy has a great show, then that's fucked me up. Or if he stole my customer that used to buy all national treasures for me, that's bad. And it gets into this stuff. Your your content stinks, your content stinks, that person stinks. It, it gets very combative and it's unfortunate. Um, and you know, I'd like. I'm hopeful that you know, I'm hopeful that it can bounce back. And here's what normally happens. What normally happens is people that drive mass adoption, or people at the tops of the sphere, whether they've got followers like I do, or OG from phenomenal, you know, retailers or traders or um, dealers they they start to have other options if it becomes not fun. Who is it fun for if everyone's shitting on, shitting on, shitting on each other? Like where does, like? because one thing that I promise you is when a culture becomes shitting on each other, it's just a matter of time till it's your turn. You're doing the shitting and in a couple months, you're gonna get shit on. And so what happens is people start looking for other alternatives to put their investing DNA into. And so, you know, I think we need to really cheer for each other. Like, I really hope that there's a swing because usually what happens is that loses a lot of those people and then the thing goes down and then it resets again. Then everyone's like, oh, I, it was awesome back in 2019 and 20. Remember when the national used to have this many people? Like, th- that's what happens. I mean, like, it's just what it is. I know you got
1: to bounce. Cage. Any, any final question I want to ask you about the Jets, and I want you to give your guy in the NBA. Give me your NBA prediction. Yeah, so, uh, your... My
0: one question, just because it piggybacks, Gary, right on what you just said, because I know the people listening want to hear your 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 second half of that, which is, all right, you've seen it play out. You've seen it play out mm-hmm. in other things. You've seen it play out in the 80s. You've seen it play out in other areas where people do shit on each other, and the cycle has that super cycle that you just talked about. I mean, you know, to give you all the credit in the world, you have, you know, it's like Lionel. You have Sight Beyond Sight. Remember the Thundercats? You remember? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, right, right. So, so, so we, you've now called it, right? We've had the super cycle. Money has come in. We're in this weird little phase. It's going to reset. When? When is it going again? Because there are people who I, invested their money and they, that's what they want to know.
2: I think if everybody takes on the responsibility themselves, I think it starts with, you know, all I ever do is it starts with me. I just keep trying to build people up. Right? When does it start again? When when people listening to this say, you know what? That made a lot of sense. Fuck it. I'm gonna build you know, instead of me focusing all my energy on those three guys that I fucking hate, let me give roses to these seven people that I love, and I'm gonna make content about that. And I'm gonna show up to the card show with that energy. People just Gary th- sent me every- roses
0: once, by the way, guys. I
2: got roses you were in that? Once. You gotta go. I got roses from Gary. <laughs> you know, like I, I really think that you know, instead of going like everyone's become a fucking yenta. What are we eighty seven year old grandmas from the old country like sitting around and shitting on someone? first of all, that's only building that person up if people realize that they don't even get it. like just like like I think if we could just get momentum if some of the leaders and the loudest voices are building people up, it can it can start to get going and that's my hope because I see it. I see it from afar. I'm watching because I love this space. I'm quiet, but I'm watching. And I see people are getting fatigued. Like I see people posting less, doing like like you could just sense it. And it doesn't need to be that way. I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that this could be the a seed. I'm sure there's other seeds. And maybe it can lead to let's have a great national where people are like genuinely like cheering for each other and like, you know, like I think it can really happen. I hope it happens. So that's, that's kind of how I see it. Goldberg, so, what do you got? Because I got to go. Cage,
1: Cage is the jaw guy. I say Giannis is the king. Give me your, your NBA prediction. Who's the next
2: guy and who's going to win the championship? Well, I, I thought it was going to be Nets-Suns finals. I've been very consistent since January, so that isn't going to work out. I kind of thought they would click when it mattered. They completely went K. K. the other way. Or, or Kyrie? I just thought all of it, I thought Ben could play, like I thought all, you know, I went I went optimistic and it didn't, obviously it didn't go that way for them. Um, you know, I think, I think, to your point, I think Giannis and Booker have the most to gain from a sports card world, right? If Book gets healthy, I don't know how bad his stitch is. He, does he come back yet? I'm in a little bit of a different team. Right, was a little how hot, was but his, he came back. How'd he play? Not as good as my guy McCall Bridges. He's a great player. Um, so, so you know, I think, I think he might be too hurt based on what you're saying, or maybe it'll take him a couple games. But you know, I think Steph, Steph Clay, if Clay decides to get crazy in the finals and win it, you know, I bought a bunch of Clay rookies off a of cage like very <laughs> early back in the day. Um, <laughs> uh, Steph Clay Booker. even if CP3 is the MVP of a finals win, I don't think the hobby is gonna go there with it. You know what I mean? So I think if you're talking hobby, Giannis, Clay, Steph, um, and Booker feel like the ones that have like the most to gain. Um, Man, if the Bucks win again, the Giannis stuff will probably get, You know, I'm, I'm a little out of loop with pricing, but fucking shit. Like I assume his stuff will start getting real serious. He's not, the,
1: he's not the sexy new toy. I'll let you go. You're running a 1,700-person business. I appreciate your time. It's very
0: generous. Great draft nice. for the Jets. You did good because I know you're really running the team behind Anytime you. Anytime you got
2: a sauce gardener. <laughs> I <mean>, sauce, come <laughs> on. Sauce is in the building. Like, even like the fourth-round pick, Max, if he gets stronger as a starting right tackle, little sneaky things like that, like I'm really happy with the Jets.
1: What I love about our hobby is the people in it are very entrepreneurial or aspiring entrepreneurs in nature. Guys, VCon is 20 days away. There are a few tables available, and if you kind of if your if your business is stalling, reach
2: out to the V Friends community. There are tables are of- table for the flea market, huh? There's, are you saying there's tables at the flea market thing I'm doing? Only a few. Is that true? You know that for a fact. I talked to Rips, man. I know it's sold out, but I think they'll make room. I'm ear to the ground for a few. few- you you better, I'm impressed. Yeah. All right, I got. It. I'm coming. All right, love you guys. Good luck with the show. That's easy. Cage, you want to stay on?
0: Yeah, 100%. I was only on for half that anyway, so, you know, I might as well.
1: So, uh, I love these episodes. A little bit different. Guys, go back to the first one with Gary. I mean, that was alpha. That was, you know, look at this player, this card. This was a little bit more higher level. Curious, Cage. Other than, you know, you had a little business call making money. You got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. What? I mean, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about the games yesterday, so we could talk about okay. that.
0: No, let's talk about Gary. Let's talk about what he said. Let's talk about what he just did there. I mean, because I mean, you know, if you were listening and I was only listening to half of it, the questions that I asked, um, because I wasn't there when you were doing your thing. It does have you thinking. I mean, it does. I mean, it has me thinking. Right. I mean, I asked the question which was leading. Right. Which was you know, what do we do to get this thing kickstarted again, right? Like, when's it going to happen was how I asked it. Which, think about that. Think about how I asked the question. It was almost like, okay, I can sit back and be passive. Gary, you tell me, do I have to wait six months? Do I have to wait 12 months? Do I have to wait 20 more years for the cycle to repeat itself? And he didn't give a time frame because his answer was not what I was looking for. It wasn't just that quick and easy, right? Because the hobby has been quick and easy. For the last couple of years, it's been put your money in, take your money out, put your money in, watch the cards go up in value and make some money, you know, invest in a company and boom, look at this. Look what's going on. Make some money. You name it. We're in a different phase now. And I think what Gary was saying, I mean, I guess I'll start it with me, right, is it won't turn around if you just sit there and be passive and hope that it turns around and takes its next level up in six months, a year or five. It will turn around when you make it turn around and that is you know you have to have an active role in it you have to stop crapping on each other right you have to make it fun again because you know obviously the fun and the money they can kind of go hand in hand is it a chicken or an egg kind of thing right is is it fun so people want to come in and then the money comes in with it or is it people are making money and that's why they're having fun i don't know but right now it's harder to make money it seems like
1: less people are having fun. Does does that give you so? If you're liquid though, does that give you opportunity to find some of those cards that you might have wanted? You know, it's just for, for, for collectors, right? We talk collectors and yeah. flippers. Is this just a, this? Right, because if you look at it, the last two years, flippers did really well, investors did pretty well, collectors did okay. Yeah. But it's now you know that's a changing of the tide. Now, if you want that card, you know, and you really love that player, that card this is your opportunity if you're really in this for the next decade when it will turn around if you don't know the date, but you know, will.
0: yeah. I mean, if, if, if you are in it for a long haul type of thing, so here's the funny thing you said, you know, people did well, people did well, that was not um, even part of the vocabulary of the hobby. Even a couple of years ago, you weren't talking about, Oh, I did well on that card because that, implies a purchase and sale. It applies a buy low, sell high or buy low. And now I'm holding it at a higher price. People didn't talk or think like that. It was, all right, I have this card. It's part of my collection. You know, I bought a Babe Ruth. I'm going to hold it forever and maybe give it to my kid. And Yes. Every once in a while, you can look up what things are selling for, but not because, wow, shit, look how well I did on this. Right. That's a that's a recent thing. The People, the flippers did really well. The, the 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 hybrids did well. The collectors did okay. I think what he's saying is, you know that that with that how I did mentality came in an influx of money. Came in an influx of competition. And, and I mean, look, you can draw comparisons wherever you want, right? Um, you know, the the board eight dropped this weekend, right? The Yuga Labs, right? You know, th-
1: talk about have, that. They
0: have investors, right? And you know, they were the poster child for NFTs there for a while because everybody in their community was in the was in the positive, right? People who minted for 0.8, people who bought in at 1, 2, 10 ETH. Think of all the money that they've made, right? They could board eight floors, like 150 ETH or some crazy like that. The mutants are like 40 or 50 ETH, right? The, the dogs, which were free, you know, are like 10 or 12 or 15 ETH, right? So you're talking about basically if you bought into this community, right, that could $250, a year ago right you're sitting with you know you're sitting with what amounts to 200 300 i mean you know something but and plus the ape coin you're sitting basically like almost a million dollars if you got the worst ones they had plus the coin they had a 200 something
1: insane if you if you really process that that's insane
0: but what's funny about it is they did something this weekend that was executed poorly whether it was executed poorly on purpose is what some you know conspiracy theorists would say or whether they executed it poorly because they just didn't do it the right way or whatever the story why is. Why would they execute it poorly on purpose? Well, what ended up happening was they did this land drop. I don't, I don't want to get too crazy into NFTs because I'm making a point with that. I don't want to lose people, especially not in a Gary episode, right? But, but why they did it poorly was they did a land drop. and It was supposed to be basically you paid for your land, but because there was so much available and so many people trying to get it at the same amount of time, the way the contract was written, obviously there was a gas war. And because there's a gas war and everybody you know, who has made a lot of money was able to put the high gas, high gas, high gas, they're only allowed to execute so many transactions at the same time. Each block can only hold certain amount of believe this contract was written. Think of it like a bus. right? A bus can only hold so many people. But you can optimize that bus. You can optimize the type of passengers that go on the yep. bus, how many passengers hold. They didn't do a good job optimizing yep. how many passengers and what type of passengers and how many buses come in the whole nine yards. So I wound up having, you know, a lot of failed transactions. And, you know, there are people who lost money, people who lost thousands of dollars in failed transactions The that, that you know, it kind of sucks, right? People who And then people who also got this stuff, but had to spend all of this extra gas to get it and pay. You would think that a community that has made a million dollars per person would not start infighting because of this. But go on Twitter and look at what's going on now. People who have made 100 or 200 ETH are now mad about losing two and a half or five or you know whatever it may be and it just goes to show you right even the greatest community allegedly even the one that's been making money the whole nine yards that first bit of adversity is the real test and i've been saying this to you about board apes forever right and because every other community seems to have gone through some adversity and you see you know a it test it's it tests its metal you could take that to mahomes collectors you could take that to whoever you want right lebron you know LeBron, it's it's up up up. And LeBron's got a track record. It's a little bit different, but you know we Luca, Ja, you know Zion, Anthony Edwards. You know it's that upper trajectory. It's that whole deal. You want to take it out a little further. Not just the cards individually themselves. It's us as a hobby, us as a community. We've had a nice run here for the last couple of years, but I'm getting more messages now of people saying, you know. I mean, I might go and sell sneakers again or I bought these cards and I bought them high and I'm not making money on any of these things anymore. What do I do? And that's starting, you know, that's 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 starting to be more messages. And I think what what Gary layered onto that is those people are not having fun. And if the the us's out there are busy attacking the other us's. What the hell are they staying for? What are these? What are these hobby participants that came in the last six months, year? What are they staying for, right? So I guess really, what's funny is you said, "What should we talk about?" We could talk about basketball games. I'll tell you what I'm thinking right now after listening to you know Gary V for 20 minutes. The where <laughs> I was here, it's the change has got to start with me, right? I, you know, I have to be more positive. I have to be more, you know, open to others' opinions and, you know. And, and others takes on this stuff rather than just oh you know you get crap on this my way is the right way you know don't do this it should be more of if that's the way you like doing it let's go let's figure out a way where you know that works where i can help you and support you doing that and you will help me support me online and, and if you crap on me that's fine too but it is what it is but i think more of that will keep people here to we'll grow the pie keep this a place where people are having fun and want to stay that's what i took
1: do you remember so, totally agree Remember your show that come up with Cage, and how, how much how much fun that was for you? Yeah, loved. it. If You guys remember? There's a, we did a few episodes, maybe five or so. It was it was just Cage and a guest, and it was people who were just kind of starting out doing something in the hobby. Let's yeah, just slab
0: that. shelf, Gingy Man cards. We had some really you know fun stuff. People who still doing that thing.
1: If you're if you're uh, a great quote I like is like if you're ever feeling helpless, typically you're feeling helpless when you can't find a winning bet right? A winning card, a winning play. You know, M- Manny just says, like, I-, I just can't catch a break. I just keep losing money on my cards. Uh, when you're feeling helpless, be helpful. And Manny's done a good job of that, by the way. But like, if you're feeling helpless, be helpful. Reach out to someone that you noticed just started an account or reach out to someone that you've noticed started an account a year ago. And they might not be getting the traction that they thought they should. And tell them, dude, stay with it. Ma'am, stay with it. i will come for you. So a little bit of that also goes a long way. I can't believe you dropped off for the Gary episode. That's hilarious.
0: Shit happens. <laughs> Some people, believe it or not, outrank Gary. <laughs> no. I got to take it. you know, it's, oh. just, it's just the deal. I, I apologize. By the way, we should have told him it was episode 666. He probably would have hung up. Episode this is six, 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 six. six. <laughs> um, oh, the tangled
1: web we, we weave. All right. Two, two games tonight, Suns, Mavs,
0: and Sixers. So he, that, it was nice to know Gary's going to be at the National, right? I mean, it answers a question that we didn't actually ask him, you know? I mean, you know, has he left the hobby? Is he still interested in it? You know, is he still going, you know, into cards? and You know, he talked about his son being involved, and, and he talked about, you know, Zero Cool and that kind of stuff, right? So, you know, interesting to hear, you know, he'll be at the National and, and you know, still kind of watching from the sidelines. I think there's probably more money out there that's probably going to wash from the sidelines if, you know, <laughs> if, we're, if we're all eating each other alive. But, yeah, let's talk about basketball. <laughs> we could save it for tomorrow.
1: I mean, no, no, there's not no, really much. It.
0: Listen, there were two great games. Two great games yesterday. I mean, you know, you were talking about how it's great that you were able to go to sleep in a normal time. There wasn't basketball until 11 o'clock. This is what happens when there's only eight teams left. I mean, they don't need to squeeze so many games into a day.
1: You know what's interesting, guys? So Dre, Draymond Green has a podcast, and we're in such an interesting age, right? Like, after the game, sure, they do their media thing. But you know what he did, Cage? He recorded an episode talking about his ejection. Like, literally, instantly after. He went to the hotel room, got his mic, got his channel, and he broadcasted to, I mean, probably 100,000 people have watched that since then. And we're in such an interesting new age of media. I don't agree with this take. I got I, At first, I thought it was such a harsh flagrant too, but I looked at it. He slapped him in the face,
0: and then he horse-collared him. And so he slapped him in the face and grabbed his jersey, but on the way down <laughs> – and you know, God, it's Brandon Clark. So if there's ever been a That's defender of Brandon Clark, it's going to be me, right? He's so, cardboard irrelevant. So – yeah, we'll see. We'll see. He's yeah. He's covered development. he's Yes, I, I think I may have some of his cards at PSA. I may have a lot of his cards at PSA now that I think about it. I should stop talking about him because I might have to sell some of his stuff soon. If PSA ever gets my twenty twenty stuff back, I wouldn't count so, on it. So so yeah, I wouldn't count on it either. But but so listen, the PSA backlog is actually very helpful because Ian still thinks that he's getting a Zion, you know, being Pulsar back for PSA after three years, right? So but but so here's here's the the my take on it. If you watch it, that's bad. It's a flagrant one, if you want to call it that. He slapped him in the face, and he's pulling on his jersey, right? It's a little basketball move there. But on the way down, the way the ref explained it is, and he yanked him down to the ground. On the way down, he changes the jersey grab from a pull down to an attempt to pull up, right? He's attempting to, to hold him up so that he doesn't slam to the ground. He shouldn't be ejected for that. He didn't slam him to the ground. He slammed to the ground with wrestling style, ejected. It's a at one. He slapped him in the face. He basically got two fouls for the price of one. He slapped him in the face and grabbed his jersey, which he did to prevent him from extending his arms and and being able to follow through the basket. He prevented the basket. But you can watch it. On the way down, he's not grabbing the jersey and slamming the guy down into the ground like, you know, Hulk Hogan. He's trying to prevent him from falling. Is this a good metaphor? So remember in
1: high school, there used to be food fights? So, and you know, it was always like the first person that started, you know, they just like throw the milk like that. Yeah. So – if you throw the milk and then you start a food fight, but then you're like, yo, 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 guys, chill, 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 chill. Do you should you still be punished?
0: I think what you're trying to, yes, if you're in it, if you're involved in the fight and you were part of the you the broader, it. yeah. But you know, who usually gets in trouble is the second person, is, the one who is, retaliates. Is, usually, they don't, usually, the first guy who hits, and you know, it's like football. You know the this, linemen are kind of scuff, shuffling and scuffling. Brandon Clark bit.
1: didn't have a chance to retaliate because Draymond hit him twice. That's that's the Draymond. <laughs> well, Greg, didn't. Of
0: course. Let me let me say what I was thinking as that game was going on. What I was thinking while the game was going on is that the best player on the Grizzlies team was wearing stripes. That's what I was thinking as the game was going on. But then it started to even itself out. The calls were just bad on, on both sides of the equation. I hate it when the refs make themselves the story. They make themselves more than the game itself, which is just, I mean, it, people shouldn't be talking about the refs after a game is over. They should be talking about the baskets going in, the baskets not being made, the play on the court, not about what the refs did or or shouldn't do. And if Draymond is coming out there, obviously for him that's the biggest story, but but if Draymond's coming out there and instead of talking about Steph with a block, instead of talking about Clay missing two free throws... So that you guys don't think that I'm the Golden State Warrior, you know, homer here, which I'm not. I don't own any cards of any of them, as Gary just told you. I sold all my guys to him. Way too cheap. But it's, uh, you know, instead, what is he talking about? He's talking about his ejection. And what are we talking about? His ejection. That's crap. Talk about the game. Talk about the game. Don't make it about you.
1: Which Jackson you know, no huge game by the way
0: because who's going to stop him especially with no no Draymond in there although Draymond wasn't doing a great job of stopping him anyway how about this i'm going to ask you a different question because people can sure. talk about the game the whole deal i still think that there's a sweep and and i want your take on this right ja you watch how he plays you watch how he plays with reckless abandon does that scare you at all as somebody who watches a lot of basketball and sees the style of ball played by people who have lasted in the league for a long time Talk a little bit
1: about Jaws' style of play. So, Jaws 22. You, 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 we've all seen babies, right? Babies are like the most flexible, pliable. They could put like their head, their leg behind here. It, it makes no sense, they're, right? They're like very elastic. Yes. And then you get older, and I mean, you guys all know this that exercise. It's like, oh, you woke up and your back hurts. You're like, why does my back hurt? I just didn't do anything for like three days, right? Yeah. I don't know what that is. I'm gonna call that aging. So I'm not worried about I think ja. that's
0: probably the right answer. Yeah, I'm not worried
1: about ja 22 when he's still gimpy and you know, elastic and young and recovers in a second. I would say I'm worried about ja at 24 and 26 when
0: that starts going away. But that's right. the point, right? And, right? and also what these hips but it's not on, immediate. His, on his hips and his back are gonna do over time. He's gonna have the, the hips and back of a seventh year old when he's like 27.
1: Correct that. So that's what I'm worried about. Not now, because he could be, like he he fell on his like lower yeah, back. That
0: was bad. That I I was in pain watching that.
1: <laughs> and you're like, if he's 30, he can't play probably for a week after that, right? Like that. But he's 22. He's gonna bounce back in a second. I couldn't walk for a month
0: if I <laughs> felt like that. Are you kidding me?
1: It, it's yeah, very much so. It's it's not sustainable. We've seen it time and time again.
0: Can I, can I say the other side of it is? What's that? exciting guy to watch because when you're playing with reckless abandon like that right you know the other end of the equation is he's jumping you know tall buildings in a single bound and he's dunking over people right so you know you get to for as long as he's able to do it you get to watch a a style of basketball an exciting player the likes of which you you just you don't see that often you know i think that's why
1: and I don't do a good job of this, but I'm trying to respect greatness. Like LeBron deserves a lot of credit for that. I mean, Le- LeBron is a uh, is was John. I mean, he dunked on everybody in the league, right? He would go reckless, abandon, and get hit at the rim. But because he's bigger, stronger, oh, bigger, broader, yeah, yeah. he he kind of dished out the contact versus getting the contact. But still, to be his longevity in the league is insane.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, and you know, you gotta hope that you know, with science and the advances the way they are now and the ability to spend the money that, you know, or people so I think LeBron spends seven figures a year just keeping himself in shape, they say, right? With whatever kind of chambers and diet and whatever whatever he uses, um, you know, so that there, is, there is a lot of that too. It's not just, you know, cigars and beer for him like it was for the, the Bulls in the 90s. But you understand, you know, what the, the point is there. Short-term excitement, is it sacrificing long-term you know availability <laughs> so you know is job one of those guys that could be i don't want to say Derek rose but Derek rose i mean is he one of those guys obviously much more exciting than rose ever was but you know rose had some injuries is it you know is just job with the way that he plays is he more of a you know more susceptible to injuries it,
1: and it's not a black and white it's a probability Correct. thing yep. right it's like what is the chances like what are the chances that you know, Trey or Curry get hurt versus job ja. I mean, jobs up in the air way more. Curry's sh- shooting, but he had his injuries. Um, NHL, mm-hmm. you know, it's the playoffs today. Yeah, I know nothing about NHL, so we're not even going to talk about it. But I wanted to put you guys on notice.
0: Listen, you know what I know? If you bought Austin Matthews, when I said to buy Austin Matthews, you would be doing just fine. And you that can bring up weirdest that I play ever. To, Page, uh, to to James
1: Harden. <laughs> yeah, Cage came on the show. He's like, guys, I'm going to bring you a different type of play. You know, our people from up north, they want us <laughs> to give it more hockey plays. So there's a guy, you know, I don't know a ton about his game. I know he's very good, but he dresses like Russell Westbrook. He is the... <sighs>
0: <laughs> so what why was because i noticed him wearing what looked like a suit that was like cow-eyed. i remember that russell westbrook car i think it was mosaic where he had a suit that looked like a cow it was like black and white and you know that kind of stuff you know so you know that that was that was that was why i said it it was just it was just the right then and there. dude can he play can he play let me tell you something so um yeah man i mean quick stuff I mean, I think the Avalanche as a one seed, they sweep the Predators in the, in the first round, pretty easy. Nice series between the Wild and the Blues, the the two three always is. I think the Wild have enough to beat the Blues. Um, you know, you got the Flames against the Stars. I think that's an easy series for the Flames to advance. Um, you know, we the the 3s two threes are the fun ones, right? You get the Oilers and the Kings. Um, you know, I think the Oilers handle the Kings. We got some fun stuff, man. We get, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff in the hockey i think the panthers take care of the capitals I'm, there's a lot of chalk for what i am um, saying here maple leafs lightning might be the most exciting series i expect that one to go seven uh, with the maple leafs outlasting them might have an upset with the bruins taking out the hurricanes maybe they got you know they got a chance they got a chance rangers penguins fun one always is right that's a tough pick who do we have for the stanley cup winner you want to pick one
1: i don't even know these players or teams
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to go with the Avalanche. The Avalanche beating the Maple Leafs. That's what I'm going to go with.
1: All Avalanche, I know is, David, if, if the Oilers make a run, they're going to talk about this guy.
0: Yeah. Well, look, the Avalanche and the Panthers are the teams that have been the top two in the league. I'm just picking one. The Panthers could also win. I'm just picking one you know, straight out there. So, um, you know, be easy pick for it. But they never, the NHL it never goes all chalk. Right. And, you know, the Avalanche in the Western Conference, I think it's pretty straightforward there. Right. The Flames could scare them, um, but they're just too good at every position. Right. I mean, that's the deal in the Eastern Conference. Right. We talk about Austin Matthews. That's your Maple Leafs. I think the Maple Leafs do do enough there. Um, you know, and what, what do they got for that conference? The Prince of Wales trophy, I think they, they call it there. Um, but they're not going to win a Stanley Cup because I think the Avalanche take them avalanche you heard it they're, here first they're too much of an avalanche man you gotta get out of the way so you'd make me talk hockey we talk a little basketball anything else baseball the yankees 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 just stopped losing <laughs> they're just there a little bit of a run there it's uh, you know it's fun to watch enjoy it while it lasts you know? yeah exactly it never enjoy lasts a while it's it a lasts. long long summer well no, guys, we listen what i would say on this is this right we, we got to talk sports we get to talk sports cards um there's always a call to action on these things, right? If you were similarly um, you know, impacted the same way I was by Gary Vee's couple of minutes with us here, uh, you know, if you're sitting there, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I got into this hobby, you know, a year ago or six months ago or, you know, nine months ago, whatever it is, and it's not going the way that I thought it was going to go. You know, I'm kind of a little bit lost. I got these cards. I don't know what to do with, you know, I don't, I don't you know, I don't know my way. Send us a message. Send me a message directly let's chat. Let's, 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 let's talk about what you got into the hobby for um, and let's talk about whether or not we can, you know, make it fun. Let's talk about, you know, finding a way to make it fun. And I mean, that could be, you know, from us, from a content perspective, you know, who can we have on? What kind of conversations can we have? Can maybe we talk to people who have only gotten into the hobby the last nine months and see some of the pitfalls that they've hit? Maybe there's some shows out there that we can do that speak to, you know, that general, you know, general idea, you know, that general segment of the audience. Um, You know, can we focus a little bit more on, you know, Andrew's 75 hard and maybe Andrew's got to give like a motivational quote every day or something like that? I can tell you guys, I'm down 11 pounds. Whoa! In the, last, in the last two weeks, thank you, Luca Nation Fit Fam, for a little bit of motivation. The diet's going well. I have a goal. It is a aggressive goal for uh, for the national, but I'm I'm hoping to hit it. I hope that weight weight loss stuff continues. You know, got to say it.
1: Put it. Say it. Say
0: I'll, the number. I'm hoping to be down sixty pounds. By hope the is not a strategy. But the strategy is what's there. I mean, I will be
1: down 60 pounds.
0: Oh, shut up. Shut up, Andrew. You're so annoying. Stop preaching to me. I mean, that's semantics. I got that. That shit I don't need. Tell me don't eat McDonald's. That's helpful. You know, whether or not. There's this great diet.
1: We can actually start a business. It's called the Matkins
0: diet. Matkins, maybe. It's sort of like the carnivore. Rogan's talking about it. Rogan's on it. It's, you know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of meat. There's a lot of meat involved in this diet. I'm making a lot of steak. I bought a couple porter porterhouses yesterday, so that's good. Any diet that lets me just eat a ton of steak, I can I can deal with that. I can definitely deal with that. But, yeah, guys, no, I mean, in all honesty, you know, there are, there are probably more questions out there than answers, and we'll never be able to answer all of them. But know that um, we are 666 episodes in. Nobody has brought that. Nobody will continue to bring what we bring. We are here for you guys, whether you've been in the community for a week, a month, or even with us for all six hundred and sixty-six episodes, which would be weird because not a lot of people listen to us in the beginning. <laughs> so you know, reach out because you know we, we, we want to hear what your what your hobby story is, and you know whether or not there's anything we could do to help you. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, eh, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us tell your friends tell your neighbors tell your enemies tell everybody and uh we hope you got something from spending some time with us today and we'll see you next time thank you